Hi everyone, welcome back to another bonus episode of the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Kate Moore Youssef and I'm bringing you a clip from a wonderful episode um, that was recorded probably over a year ago now with Adele Wimsert. Now Adele is a women's hormonal health practitioner and she is also one of my guests on the ADHD Hormone Series and I really wanted to bring you this clip because I feel like it speaks to so many of us with regards to our hormones and ADHD. And this, in this short clip, which is about 15 minutes long, we discuss PMDD, how our cycle impacts our ADHD, honoring our cycles and really understanding what each day, each week of our cycle is and how we can rest, re-nourish, energize ourselves according to our hormones. And actually also understanding about the importance of uh, progesterone with ADHD. Often many of us have a sensitivity and real HRT awareness, how that potentially could help us going on slightly earlier than what we have been educated about as women. So Adele really clearly and concisely explains what we need to be knowing And if this really does resonate with you, I do urge you to go and check out my brand new ADHD Women's Wellbeing Hormone series. This is nine different episodes, which is going to be updated as I go along. So the nine is just the starting point. But if you buy it outright now, when I update it, you will never be charged again. So I promise you this is going to be updated with the most experienced specialist knowledge that I can find with regards to ADHD, women's health and hormones. And I promise you, this is going to be the most educating, empowering series if you are really being impacted by your hormones, perimenopause, PMDD, whether it's postnatal depression that you've gone through or anything with regards to your health or your hormones, please do advocate for yourself and learn what you need to ask for, learn what you need to know so you can get the support and get the resources that you do need. So head to my website for all the information and right now have a listen to Adele, give us what we need to know about ADHD, cycles and hormones. For a long time I've worked with my cycle and actually having left the youth justice service, that's all I do. I I work with women around their hormones and their cycle, as you said. And then deepening that understanding of the role that hormones play and understanding our cycle for ADHD women is huge. And seeing the significant higher numbers of women with PMT, PMDD, which is a severe form of PMT, the way we struggle with perimenopause, and yet it's not considered in treatment plans. So I am really passionate about supporting women with this because it's fundamental. Our cycle affects everything in our lives. And when we learn, you know, for example, how we might feel we might struggle more in that PMT phase that is called the luteal phase, it's imperative that we really honour that and work with that, which we can talk about. But it was just suddenly that like, oh, everything makes sense, <laughs> you know, which I'm sure so many women who get diagnosed, you know, why was I missed all those years? And that kind of that process you go through of reflecting back. And I, I refuse to allow my daughters to live with that inner dialogue of knowing they were different, but not really understanding why. Yeah. And embracing that so yeah it's been quite a journey as it is for so many of us when we get diagnosed in this season of our life so I think the fundamental thing to realize is 
this this saying men are linear and women are cyclical and you start thinking okay what does that mean so from puberty to death men's hormones do exactly the same thing they decline slightly but they do every single day what's going on from a hormone perspective is the same but for women who are cycling it changes every single day so the hormones in our body don't just give us a period which is the phase that we're familiar with or in bleeding or the leading up to it we're oblivious usually to the fact that we have anything else going on in the rest of the time yet these hormones peaking and troughing and different they play multiple roles in the body they affect our cognitive function our mood balance our digestion our immunity our gut health our skin elasticity our temperature they affect everything and yet we're expected as women to show up like men do being the same every single day and we aren't. What is physiologically going on in our body is changing on a day-to-day basis. And that is why I think so many women crash land into perimenopause because we've ignored this cycle for decades. And the body goes, I can't do this anymore. We kind of go, 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 which is a very masculine energy. And women are designed to be very action and outwards for some of the time and very inward and reflective and intuitive the other time. So this ebb and this flow, which correlates this link with the moon. So for women who say it may have had a hysterectomy, are taking contraception, this still applies even if you're not bleeding naturally this still applies because we tie up with the moon so the first day the new moon would be equivalent to the first day of your bleed and the full moon to your ovulation which I can explain in more detail but we are these cyclical beings and when we start to understand that and apply that to our life, it changes everything. It really does. Instead of pushing through and powering through and being tired and depleted, we fill our cup and then we stop presenting everyone around us. So our relationships become more fulfilling because we've been able to honor that inner slowing down. So yeah, the cyclical nature in is the probably the quickest way I could summarize that yeah as we we are cyclical beings so I think the important thing to say here track your own cycle this is like step one and then it's understanding that you have four distinct phases every single month okay so I will I will bring in for women who are cycling naturally I'll bring in the the hormonal stage and then I'll also bring in the moon phase for those who aren't or a bit more irregular so the first phase is your pre-ovulation phase where you're from the day you stop bleeding up until ovulation and this is like the bear coming out of the cave after hibernation you're coming out and every day your energy's rising you've got much better cognitive function you know the action getting your you know everything I've got post-it notes everywhere in this phase it's a really good time to set new intentions and plan for the month ahead real kind of building energy in this phase and then we peak at ovulation when estrogen's at its highest so this would be the equivalent of the full moon We've got this really abundant, connected energy where we can spend quality time with our loved ones without it great and go on us too much, you know, and have this really sort of abundant, positive time. And then slowly those those hormones, estrogen starts to decline and progesterone rises. Um, And progesterone can be challenging for ADHD women, you know, because of this suppressing effect on estrogen. But in this phase, so we can crash quite considerably in this phase and think, oh my gosh, I thought I had everything together. And now I really don't know what I'm doing and I'm overwhelmed. And, you know, and that's this real flare up of PMT in this phase. So managing this phase is so important for ADHD women, particularly 
when we start to go into perimenopause and our our cycles can go become more erratic so again it's really important to think of that phase like actually the good proteins the good fats getting them into and trying to really remember to eat and prioritize food during that phase a good protein and a good fat breakfast will just help you survive that kind of period if it is more challenging for you and then we go into our bleed and actually a lot of women find relief you know once their periods come it's like oh I just needed to bleed and you know and then in quite you know by day two or three that estrogen starting to rise again and so the most challenging part for all women, actually, if there's a particularly challenging phase of the cycle, but for ADHD women in particular, it's that luteal phase. And that is the phase where our body is screaming at us to slow down. You know, from an evolutionary perspective, all we're meant to do is have babies and die, right? That's like literally what we're here for. So the whole body, every month, all the energy is going to your womb. Your womb doubles in size when you're due to bleed. You know, that's a lot of weight, a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to strip and shed that lining and rebuild it in a matter of days. And yet we're still powering through. We're still going to the gym. We're still socializing. We're still working. We're still, and then we go, I'm so tired. So actually when we go, no, that phase I know is really tough for me. I'm stripping it right back. You know, we, we can't go live in a cave or off in a red tent in debt as it was many eons ago. You know how lovely that would be. But what we can do is buffer that time. So it's like, okay, I've got to give a presentation at work that day, but I'm making sure I take the lunch break. I'm not going to the gym after work. I'm going home. I'm running myself a bath and I'm going to sit and watch Netflix for the night. You know, it is that and that is good because we've been conditioned to think that that is lazy, that we shouldn't be resting. But what it does is it turbocharges us for the rest of the month and it makes us not have that inner critic why is everyone else coping with this which is such an ADHD woman narrative right why has everyone else got their stuff together and I'm sat here like in carnage mm-hmm. and you know particularly in that phase when we come back and go no it's just the phase that I'm in that can be so relieving we don't think we're going crazy we don't mm-hmm. think our lives falling apart I know in a few days time this is going to shift and it's going to pass yeah oh my god I just love it it's like giving us full permission to embrace where we where we're at why are and again this is me from myself but I have heard it from quite a lot of other women with ADHD why are we more sensitive to progesterone and why does that why does progesterone have more of an impact on us than others Okay, so this is really interesting. So as I said, like if you can just work with my kind of an, my narcotics analogy of the hormones. <laughs> Love if it. you're looking at oestrogen being like this high, like, the, you know, like this kind of sort of class A buzzy kind of high. And then project, but the plus of that for us ADHD is it massively sensitizes the dopamine, the serotonin, the norepinephrine, you know, all these amazing things that help us function really well. Now, as that declines in neurotypical women, progesterone then comes up and progesterone is known as the keep calm and carry on hormone. So it kind of has this lovely soothing effect until that then drops off. And then we go into like our PMTE type symptoms. But this is challenging for ADHD women because we're loving oestrogen, making our neurotransmitters work really well. And of course, then progesterone kicks in and kind of dampens the party. So a big role of it is to keep oestrogen in check. So we don't want that. (laughs) You know, we need oestrogen to be taking that role to help with our neurotransmitters and help with our executive functioning. 
So when progesterone starts to rise, it can be quite challenging for ADHD women. Mm. And that's why. Does that explain it? Yeah, it does. And and again, I'm, you know, I'm happy to just sort of disclose what I'm going through at the moment because I think it is helpful. So I have been trying HRT and that's because um, from about the age of about 40, 41, I started feeling definitely some perimenopausal symptoms. And I thought I'm so young to be experiencing this. And, you know, not many of my friends were. Um, but I was having these night sweats, like crazy night sweats. My moods were so exaggerated through the month. And I just didn't feel like me energy wise, like I would feel like a dead weight you know the last week or you know two of my my cycle it was just so exaggerated so I've been seeing an amazing um she was a guest on the on the podcast Dr Emma Ping and Dr Ping has helped me understand how my ADHD has impacting these perimenopausal symptoms and we've come up with a very um, personalised plan of how I can use HRT to help my ADHD, but also help me feel better. Now, what we've done is I've started using um, the oestrogel, um, so I've started just with the oestrogen for a couple of months. And I know this isn't typical. And we're going to start the progesterone tablets um, vaginally because I've explained to her that I have a progesterone sensitivity. And so we are using the progesterone very um, slowly we're introducing it we're being very careful with it but I know from you know from a womb lining perspective from you know a uterine perspective it's very important that we we bring in the progesterone however I'm absolutely dreading it's happening in a few weeks because I've been on this estrogen party and I've absolutely loved it I've really noticed you know within a week of being on the on the gel I was just like oh my god like this is what I needed I have not had any night sweats I felt so much more calmer so much more balanced I felt more in control of my emotions of my reactions of just being less critical of myself but also less critical of others like my husband has really enjoyed the fact that I have been you know like a more kind of just a, just a more equal version of myself it's been really wonderful but now I'm a bit worried about the progesterone because I know the progesterone is something that I have struggled with so I'm, I might report back <laughs> with it to everyone but I'm literally a living experiment right now of how I can we we can move through this this kind of HRT um kind of journey I guess I'm so pleased that you bring HRT up because whether you have symptoms or not, it needs to be explored. And actually those without symptoms probably are more at risk because we, they're the most powerful biochemicals in our body. We need them to have a long and healthy life. And yet there's so much misunderstanding about HRT, which I'm sure you've explored. But I think that what we know, okay, so some of my training has been with the International Menopause Society, which is the most up-to-date medical research from the leading professors. And what we know right now to be true is that women are waiting too late to get support for their premenopausal symptoms. And we're in a state where it's like trying to treat a middle of a migraine with an aspirin, okay? We need to take it back. And actually the first symptoms 
of perimenopause do start in your early 40s. And it's those women who are presenting in GP surgeries with anxiety, insomnia, low mood, mood imbalances, and we're treating it with psychiatric medication when actually it's a hormonal imbalance that is not understood. And if we brought that back and included HRT in treatment plans and then see what symptoms are left afterwards, we would have a lot more healthier, balanced women. This is the most up-to-date research. So if you are a perimenopausal ADHD woman, I cannot encourage you enough to advocate for yourself to have HRT considered in your plan early. Now, something that is relevant for us, and I'm so pleased to hear that you've got a GP who's listening to you and doing this work. That's amazing because it's not understood the role hormones play on ADHD. So for us to go straight in, so in the first phases of perimenopause, because there's two distinct phases, the first phase is a progesterone deficiency. So progesterone clients, because we stop ovulating. And so you would think, well, give us some progesterone as you know, that, that, that is one model of managing HRT, but actually that could have a detrimental effect on our ADHD. So they might be inclined to bring in the estrogen earlier, than they would with a neurotypical person. Now, this is going to take a doctor who's really going to listen to you and really hear you and be really open to, like, for me, body identical hormones taken in the right way, um, you know, to really manage it before it gets too late. You know, women should not be waiting until we're in this storm, I'm really trying not to swear, this storm of symptoms that are then a nightmare to unpick and had this ripple effect on our lives, you know, because then we start going, oh my God, I'm shouting at the people I love the most. Who am I? I don't know. Who have I become? Just need some hormones. You know, they are fundamental and women see it as a failure. Like, oh, I've had to go on HRT. Give me the HRT. It's amazing. I'm all about the lifestyle. I'm all about, you know, bring it. It's not just HRT on its own. It's bringing all these other tools in because the way that we lived in the phase of our life in our 20s and 30s, our body's not going to tolerate it anymore. We have to transition with it. And so, yeah, all about the HRT, getting it in earlier and trying to find what works for you and saying to your GP, you're going to have to advocate for this because it's highly unlikely they will not be aware of it. And that's tough. You know, when you've got a hormone imbalance, you're usually got these mood imbalances you're exhausted you can have brain fog and then you've got to go in and really advocate for yourself and say look this is what I know to be true about me as an ADHD woman in terms of my hormones I need a really specialist approach of maybe trial and error to see what I'm going to respond to you know something else that women can look at if the progesterone tablet feels a bit too strong you can get a progesterone cream um, which is over the counter which is, you know, can be a bit gentler for some women who maybe want to try that in the earlier stages. So there's that to consider as well. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you found what you were looking for in this conversation and it's helped guide you towards some further self-healing, self-exploration and most importantly, self-acceptance. And if you have enjoyed this conversation and would like to experience more of my work, such as access to exclusive live workshops and opportunities for group coaching sessions, connecting with other like-minded women and a general feeling of belonging, please come and check out my monthly membership, the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Collective. I've made it as affordable as possible and I offer you lots of resources and opportunities for connection and support from other women all around the world being diagnosed with ADHD later on in life. I'd absolutely love to see you there. 
All the details are in this episode show notes or on my website, adhdwomenswellbeing.co.uk. See you in the next episode.